we're, we're on the, the second to last fruit of the Spirit, which is gentleness. And when I was going through all the, all the words in the New Testament or all the verses in the New Testament that talked about gentleness, I came to this scripture here and, and said, this is, because there's more to it. We can, the Holy Spirit can never develop gentleness in us un, unless we understand this part. And I mean, the, the first way, you know, the way that God transforms us very often, it comes by truth first, right? And so gentleness. And so as, as I'm, you know, as I'm preparing messages, I'm, I always have the Lord preach to me first. You guys know that. And, and so gentleness is, is well, I'll define it in just a minute, but it, it's, I'm like, I don't really think I'm gentle. Now, I'm gentle outside, on the outside, so I've disciplined myself to be gentle, but, I, but I'm, I'm anxiously not gentle on the inside, right? And, the, and those two things always have to come together. The inside and the outside have to, have to come together. You know that, right? The, the spiritual life is, is you coming together with Christ into his truth. That's what spiritual life is. Anything less, um, then we're not going to mature spiritually. Um, so as I was reading this scripture in, in particular, uh, I thought this is a perfect way that, that Paul expands this concept of gentleness. So, um, shall we begin? <laughs> so I put down here and, and Jendi brought it up, but the, my, my first uh, point before I, I'll, I'll talk around this. My first point is stay away from the path to division. And that wasn't my original writing of this. It was uh, stay away from the devil's path of division. So I want us to go through each of these words in this, in this first verse that we've been reading and, uh, and talk about them. So how does the enemy lead us, the powers and principalities lead us towards division? Because you know everything, just Dean talked about the political, uh, you know, the climate. I mean, we've got, we've got this massive climate of division being aimed at us every day. I mean, it used to just be in, in the church. Are you baptized in the Holy Spirit or are you just baptized in water, Right? You know, and, and we, we used to divide churches, you know, we, there's 30 or 40,000 different denominations now because we're all one as Christ is one. <laughs> right? How do we get 30,000 or 60,000? Somebody, whoever counts denominations, uh, gets that. Anyway, so Paul begins this. He says, by, he doesn't start with gentleness, he says, be completely humble. Now, this word humble means not rising very far from the ground in your own mind. God can never get a hold of us if we're in pride. If we think we know, we know something that God hasn't made clear to us. And a lot of what's been coming at us in the pandemic season is the the onslaught of unknowing. No one knows, you know, I mean, you have to search for the truth, right? And when you find it, what do you find there? Some human behind it who is not 
necessarily humble. So in order for us to be able to change, we have to have a mind that says, I don't know like God knows. And it's our pride that is the first path, (laughs) the first part of the devil's path, right? Because as soon as I have pride, then that begins my division because I am smarter than you. You know that. Everybody knows that. Right? Now, how many here have ever thought you were smarter than another person? Right? Okay. (laughs) Right? And it's almost like we can't talk with anyone ever again because they're not just, they don't get it. They don't get it. Whoever they they is, they don't get it. That's pride. You know that. All right. So, in order for us to move towards the transcendence of God, thank you, Dean, I love the way you put that, we have to take a low position in our mind. We have to be able to, I mean, in the least, put ourselves equal to one another. Even those that have a different opinion than ours. Where did you get your opinion? Where did you get it? Did you get it from God? Get it from Fox? Get it from CNN? Where did you get your opinion? Or did you get it from the internet? Well, all truth is found on the internet. You just have to really search for it. Right? Just type in (laughs) anything and you'll get to it. So, where did you get your opinion? What formed your opinion? Was it, did it come from the Word of God and the Spirit of God? Or did it come from somewhere else? This is where we stand. So it, when, it, when it says, and we'll get to it, one, the oneness. Okay, so let's be humble. Don't rise far from the ground. I keep finding myself too far up. And it says right here, be completely humble. How far would that be? All right. You guys get the idea. All right, so devil's path, humble, don't get far from the ground. Uh, Okay, the second thing is, it says, be gentle. Now, gentleness, I don't know who's playing something out there, but we either need to close the door or close the door, one way or another. Is Is that Doug out there? No, I think, I think so. It's actually me. Oh, is it? Okay, there we go. Sorry. Be completely uh, humble and gentle. You ready? So gentle, this word uh, is often translated meekness. We know that Jesus was meek, right? He said, he said uh, take my yoke upon me. I am meek and lowly. And people have translated this word uh, meekness as, as ha- having essentially restrained power. It doesn't, it doesn't mean being weak. It means actually having the power, but more than under control. I love it. And Jesus said, uh, I wrote it down here somewhere. Uh, it's in my notes. Uh, that he could call down 12 legions of angels at any time. Is that, is that meekness? <laughs> he had the power to destroy 12 legions is like over 72,000 people. That would be the minimum number. 72,000 angels. 
If you had the power to call 72,000 angels to your side, and you didn't do it, but instead went to the cross, that's what he's talking about. He's talking about a massive ability to restrain yourself. How are you doing with your restraint? You know, we can blow people away in one second. Do you know that? You can blow a relationship away in a second. You know, I, I, won't, I, I won't quibble this morning. Are you guys okay? Everybody okay so far? Because I look at, at myself and I go, I have the power. You know, in this moment, I have the power to hurt people to divide people, to do what, whatever. But it says here, I'm instructed by the Word of God. This is the truth for me and you. Be completely humble and gentle. Don't use your power to hurt. Use your power instead to bless other people. Let's say you did have all knowledge of everything political and COVID-related. Can you imagine having that, you know, knowing more than I won't even say? Did you imagine you could go around blowing people up all day, calling them all fools and stupid? But meekness says, even if I know, I am called to something deeper. All right, so... Path to the devil, pride, power, using power inappropriately. Quick to anger. Have you ever seen anybody on the internet get quick to anger? I mean, now we got TikTok. I didn't, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, it's hard for me to move into all of the realms. Uh, there's too many of them. I remember my kids, you know, before texting. I mean, they'd have to like use the phone, like to call people. It was amazing. You know, I mean, gosh, anyway, I won't give you the history of the Internet today. But now we can be quick to anger and we can film it. And then everybody can see how quick we are to anger. But the Bible says instead, it says we should be patient. Now, patience means having a high boiling point. That's what what the the biblical word means, meaning a high boiling point. What is your boiling point? It's like, okay, I can take it right to here. I, I, I looked at the, the periodic table, uh, the, found the lowest boiling point. Let me see if I, I can never see my notes when I need them. Helium has the lowest boiling point. It's a minus 269. Minus 269. That means you'll never see helium. Because it's been vaporized before it ever came to you unless somebody iced it down more than that. Now, the highest boiling point is tungsten, and that's plus 5,660 degrees. So it does not boil until you get it really hot. But what's interesting about a boiling point is that's when you vaporize something, right? That's when it becomes... Vapor. You know, when you're boiling your water, you're going, it's going down, but I don't see it anymore. 
And so when our boiling point is low, we actually lose ourselves. We become vaporized. I don't want to be vaporized. <laughs> I want to have an impact in the world. So when you're arguing with somebody, when you're impatient with them, you're actually becoming invisible. That's terrible, isn't it? You guys okay? All right, I'll move through these. Okay, the next one is to, of course, reject people. Bearing with one another in love. Isn't it easier to get rid of people? Does, you know, can you imagine if we got rid of all the evil people that don't think exactly like us? There would be nobody left in the room, I'm sorry. <laughs> because the problem is, isn't them. It's our heart. What Jesus was getting at was, we are the broken ones. Dean said it, it's in my notes too. We are broken, every one of us. Now, I'm going to read you something as I move to my second thought, because what Paul does, he says, okay, be, be completely humble and gentle and patient and bear with one another in love. And then he says, make every effort. And the word there just means, it means make your whole business of your life. One, what, can you imagine the whole business of life trying to unify yourself with the people around you. What? Okay. So I, I, heard, I heard this some time ago by a different pastor, but he talked about the 12 disciples and how, and Jesus chose 12 completely different people to be together. Now we're talking church, okay? Now, the world's never going to, they're, they're not going to get unified because they don't have the, the one. What does it say here? It says, there is one body. Are we divided? Dean thinks so, but we're not, right? I mean, I'm not blaming you, Dean. We're, we're divided in our minds, in our hearts. But is, God, is Christ's body divided? It can't be. So if it is on us, then it's on us. He says, one body, one spirit, one hope that we were called to, one Lord, one faith. How many we got? One, 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 one. Count them up. There's a bunch of them. A lot of ones. I didn't count them, but I know there's a lot. So Jesus strategically, you know that he, remember, he went and he prayed, and then he went about and he said, okay, I want you on my team, you on my team, you on my team, you on my team. And he picked all Republicans. No, no, they were all independents. No, there were some Democrats. No, they were all Democrats. They weren't. They were completely different. Let me, let me read this for you. Uh, Peter and Andrew were fishermen, a profession only slightly more honorable than prostitution and tax collecting. And God's say, heart, you know, so these were basically the labor union. Their work was hard and dangerous. James and John, known as the sons of thunder before their lives were transformed, didn't get their name by mistake. They were confrontational, argumentative, and insensitive. 
Hold on. <laughs> I know you're going, hold on, I'm all these guys. Oh, no, I'm kidding. All right. Bartholomew was a rich boy, a privileged landowner. Those rich people, they need to be taxed into oblivion. Then there's Philip, inquisitive, inclusive, compassionate. <laughs> then Nathaniel, he was a skeptic and sarcastic. And there was Thaddeus. He was related to Jesus. Now you know that's got to be good, right? He was intense and violent nationalist with a dream of world power and domination. Nice. Matthew was a tax collector and a complete sellout to the Roman cause. Complete sellout. What is this guy doing in our group? Who picked the tax collector? He was utterly shocked that Jesus would want him to invite want him or invite him to the task. Thomas was known as a pessimist and a doomsayer. You know about Thomas. He was a skeptical and unbelieving. Simon the Zealot was ready to kill and and maybe uh, maybe every Roman in order to free his land. I won't, I won't make any political jokes at this point. <laughs> Judas Iscariot was a team treasurer, a skimmer, a schemer, a soul worth 30 pieces of silver. These are the apostles that the Lord brought together. But wait, there was one more. Paul, the religionist that was right about everything enough to kill those that didn't Know the truth. Okay. I love this because it shows that our diversity is on purpose. Now, I know in some churches, they only have some party or another, right? You're only welcome there if you're a certain way. But this scripture teaches us to go, as Dean said, to transcend the world. This has been, I mean, this has actually been a word from God to me over and over and over through this pandemic. Did you know that? I've I've been beat up by the, the Holy Spirit because the Lord keeps saying, you look to me. Stop looking at the world because when you look at the world, what happens? You get totally agitated. You get, you get, you get internally natural. It, you know, we've been talking about the fruit of the Spirit, but the, the Bible right before that says the fruit of the flesh is obvious. What is obvious? When you look at another person or you think about another person and you're angry about the way they think, Who gave us the right to do that? All right, let's keep going. Christianity is an alternative to the culture that's decaying around us. Christianity isn't supposed to suck in the culture and say, we're now LGBTQ, we're now Republican, we're now following this, we're now following that, we're now following... We don't take the culture and bring it in. We dispel the culture and bring out the kingdom of God. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Anytime we bring in this political sense, we actually diminish or maybe even completely vaporize our Christian faith. Did you know that? Now, I'm not saying you can't have an opinion. Every one of these disciples had an opinion, didn't they? But they all had to submit themselves to Christ and say, Lord, what would you have me do? Where would my focus be? And as Paul reminds us, he says, our focus will be one body, one spirit, one faith, one hope, one baptism, one Lord, one God and Father of all. That's where we have to be. Oof. Okay. So, what unites us is not our political sense. It's not our opinion. It's not even our truth. What? What do we do with the truth when we encounter someone that doesn't know the truth? Did you know the truth always? Before you were a Christian, did you know the truth? Wouldn't it have been great if people came to you and said, you don't know the truth, you're going straight to hell. (laughs) That is such a comforting message. Isn't it? Don't you feel comforted by that? You don't know the truth. You, you can go to hell. But that's what we say to those that don't have the same opinion as us. That doesn't bring anybody <laughs> close to your thinking, whatever that might be. What unites us is Christ. So how do we get there? Because it, it actually takes us back to this point on on gentleness. How do we get unified? Well, the first thing we have to take it where Dean said, and I'm going to say it again, we have to take our natural person and transcend it to our spiritual life, to where Christ is. We can actually, all these 12 disciples or 13 disciples had a different perspective of life. But Jesus brought them together for something that was bigger and that the world actually needs. Actually, I remember my my pastor said, you know, I don't want to to pick a political persuasion that will keep those away that don't have my political persuasion because they actually might need Jesus. That's hard, isn't it? But is it more important, the kingdom of heaven and eternity, than that we get it just right? Okay. Um, where? Ooh, uh, ooh. Yeah. You guys with me so far? Okay. <laughs> you're, you're, I know. I'm not, trying not to beat you down. I'm trying to be as gentle as possible. <laughs> but actually, I'm, I'm preaching this to myself because I've had a problem. I have had a problem, and I need to get over it. And and like I said, the Holy Spirit for a year and a half has been saying, you know, be seated above, with Christ above. Stop sitting here, because this will not fix what's needed. What's needed is that people would come to know the love and forgiveness of Jesus. Okay, so here, how do we practice this thing? First thing is... We have to slow down to consider 
First, if we're humble. You know, I was yeah, thinking this week. Yeah, it's just Okay, I'm going to keep going. Make a uh, slowness. Just make make it your business whenever you're not unified with someone to figure out from your perspective how you can become unified with them. In Christ, we're one body. You know, imagine if we kept hacking off our arms, going, yeah, I'm not going that way. How useful would you be? I was reading... Uh, no, actually, this verse came to my mind, and then I, I added some more. I want to read a short couple of verses to you. Here's Proverbs. Uh, because the gentleness has to come with, with the tone. And even uh, Brooks said it this morning. He says, I love being led by the gentle hand of Jesus. Aren't you glad that Jesus isn't kicking us down the road? It's like, you know, it's like, come follow me. No, no, forget that. Let me just get behind you and kick you down the road. He doesn't do that to us. He's like, come on. I know you're human. Let's keep going. Okay. Proverbs 15 begins this way. First uh, 1 to 4 I'm going to read. It says, A gentle answer turns away wrath. That's a good one, right? A gentle answer. But a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise, this is verse 2, makes knowledge acceptable. But the mouth of fools spouts folly. Oh, I hate that. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, watching the evil and the good. He's looking. A soothing tongue is a tree of life. But a deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Okay, here we are. Our practice gentleness. First one, we got to keep our eyes on Jesus. Yes? Because he's the one that we're aimed at. We're not aimed here. We're aimed there. Uh, you know the fastest way to break an argument? Is ask someone to pray with you. Now, I know some people are so mad, I can't pray with you right now. But you can still pray, Right? Prayer is the thing that changes everything. You know, I don't care if I'm right when I'm praying. I only, pray, I only care when I'm not praying. You too? So if you'll say, hey, let's get in an argument. And then you grab their hands and say, but let's pray first. That would change some relationships, wouldn't it? And I'll guarantee, because I know, just like Maria was saying, but it's true. Anytime you go to God, all of a sudden you hear him. At least, at least for me. I don't mean audibly, but it only takes a second for Jesus to say, why are you here doing that? Keep the main thing the main thing. One body, one faith, one hope, one calling. One, one, one. one. Okay. Um, a good way to... Be gentle with one another. Because we, if we have a different perspective, wouldn't it be nice if, if we knew the other, another person's perspective? You can always have a gentle question. Why do, you, why do you think that way? What would happen if instead of, what, what are you, stupid? We'd say, 
can you tell me why you think that way? Because I'd be interested in knowing. And then you could have a low position. What if you learned something? Can anyone here learn anything from any other person? Oh, come on. Okay. So gentle questions and then gentle answers. To say, and I had a conversation with someone this, and, and it was just showing me with someone this week. I was having a real hard time. I was agitated about some things at work. And I was checking myself. I was having this conversation. I was like, I, I cannot be gentle right now. Have you ever had that feeling where I'm, I'm really having a hard time being gentle? And I knew in the midst of it, I'm having a hard time being gentle. I'm still having this conversation with this person. And I wasn't not gentle in a, in a, like, I wasn't, they wouldn't know I wasn't being gentle. But I knew I wasn't being gentle. Anyway. I need to have gentle answers for the things I know. Okay. And then, as it says here, it's better to love than to win. Do you know when we get to heaven, we're going to know everything. We're going to know Jesus face to face, all this kind of stuff. And can you imagine if, if eternity is a long time, but what if Jesus decides to take us day by day? You know, people always say, you know, you know, near-death experiences, whatever. I saw my whole life flash before me. Yeah, that was just the preview. What if it takes a billion years to go by everything? Now, of course not. We're just going to fall down and say, Lord, forgive me. How could have I been so foolish? Okay. And then I just put down here how to be gentle. We got to keep checking ourselves, checking our, checking ourselves, saying, Lord. You show me. Show me the truth. Help me to be gentle. All right. Shall we pray for each other? Because as we're listening to this, sorry I couldn't have done it as articulately as as Dean. (laughs) I needed 45 minutes, 40 minutes to say what he said in two. But let's be completely humble and gentle, and patient, bearing with one another in love. And let's keep the one thing the one thing. It's what the kingdom asks. It's what the king asks of us. Lord, thank you for your words, these scriptures, that challenge us, might even make us mad because then we'll have to be different when we walk out of here. (laughs) I want to be the same person. No, I don't. Because I know we'll stand before you someday, maybe tomorrow, and you'll ask us, what did you do with the truth of the treasure of my word? Did you choose one faith, one Lord, one baptism, one body? to take your own way. Lord, keep us from the path of the enemy and instead lead us, guide us in your truth and in your way and especially in your love for one another. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so who are you voting for? (laughs) Just had to say it, okay.
God bless you. Don't forget to vote. And uh, have a great day. God bless you. Uh, Sandro has made uh, our lunch for us this morning. Uh, so, uh, and uh, yeah, we're excited to test out what's there. God bless you, those that are online. Be of great courage and uh, have a great day. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.